welcome to the Maiden Romance Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bailey, and we also have my co-host here, Sab, aka SR7. Hey, everyone. Hey, Sarah. Hey. How are you? I'm very hot because it is very hot in London. It has been for a good week now. So, yeah, I'm really, really hot, and I've uh, got my window open. Just to... Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm just quite tired. You know, it's normal because we all know, well, some people know that I suffer from insomnia, so that's that's cool. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's get into the uh, podcast. So on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about dark romance. Ooh. Exciting. So it's mainly going to be a discussion of the uh, genre of dark romance or the subgenre and what what it is, you know, what what are our feelings about it, that kind of thing. Because obviously, as most people know, I write dark romance, so this is a topic I feel very strongly about. Or a subgenre I feel very strongly about. And I know that Sab loves dark romance. Yes, I do very much. We've got some very strong opinions on this subject. Yeah. Oh, we do. Oh, we so, do. So expect a lot of rants, as yes. always. Yes. So I wanted to kind of start this off by explaining what dark romance is, because it seems quite a lot of people don't understand what this is as a genre. Yeah. So please, please do. That would be helpful, I think. So the kind of, uh, I guess, key points about a dark romance is... Obviously, you can subvert a little bit and kind of write what you want. But dark romance is, uh, I think a lot of people think when they hear the word dark, it be really miserable and depressing and it's not going to end up with a happy ever after. But I think we've got to remember that the key word in there is romance. Mm-hmm. So this do end up with a happy ever after because they're a fucking romance, people. I just wanted to get that out there because it's quite important. Okay. Because I've heard, I you know, people see dark and they think it's depressing and it's not necessarily depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the key things which a dark romance is founded on is having, a, you know, your hero or your heroine are definitely not a They're anti and on occasion anti-heroines. Mm-hmm. Um, and there must be some kind of redemption arc for that character. You know, there's lots of ways you can write it, but it usually has a redemption arc. There is usually a power imbalance between the two characters. So normally in dark romance, it is a hero who has the control and the heroine is kind of not control, but that makes sense. That's normal. That's usually, it can be the other way around. There can be different ways of writing it, but that's kind of the main thing. And a lot of dark romances will contain things like dubious consent, um, which I know is a very hot topic people. However, this is fiction. And it can, there's a lot of dark romances will contain BDSM, kinks. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to, but a lot of the ones I've read and what I write contain that. So those are kind of like a lot of the key principles of a dark romance. There can be a lot of like crazy fucked up happenings in it. There's usually like, you know, a lot of them will be like mafia related or there's like kidnappings, being kept captive. You know, all these things, there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of dark topics uh, that, that are explored within this subgenre. So those are kind of like, for me, the kind of keys of a dark romance. Again, like I said, it can be different. You know, I've written certainly dark romances which are a lot lighter than 
the heavy topics that I just discussed. However, they all kind of fall under the same umbrella type thing. So that's my opinion on Dark Romance. I don't know if Sam add anything to that. Uh, no, I don't actually. Um, I <laughs> I was mainly um, basically going to ask what the themes were and what makes a dark romance. So you've pretty much answered all of that. And those are the things that I myself recognise and know um, mm. what to expect when I pick up a dark romance, when I, when I know that the book that I'm interested in is a dark romance. These are the things that I expect. There's mm. nothing that throws me. Um, and I, I always get frustrated when I see that um, readers um, have reviewed dark romance um, quite poorly and said that, um, you know, this this was too dark or, or, you know, kind of not what they expected. And I'm just here sitting there thinking, but it's dark romance. So I don't understand what you want. And it just frustrates me. Um, I do have a question though. Um, mm-hmm. So you you obviously have dark romance, and then you you have you know not dark romance. Is there anything in between? Is there like a grey romance? Is there such a thing? I think there is. I think there is like, but we just don't really describe that way. I think there is such a thing as a as a grey romance. I know one of the authors that we uh, enjoy has stated that some of our romances are more grey. But I think this is really it's it's difficult to kind of like uh, market these things because when you people don't really have um, romance isn't really a thing like as a market if that makes sense so yeah. you put it into dark romance you kind of have to say it's a dark romance even if it's not like as dark as some of the stuff yeah. that you see I think there's a big range. And there can be a lot of like different things, elements in a dark romance. Um, like as I said, said are kind of like the key principles of a dark romance. But that could, you know, it can be really dark, like to the point where it's like actually terrifying. It can kind of be slightly dark, where like some really fucked up stuff happens, and there might be stuff that's like, you know, and slightly then controversial content, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think if you put it under the banner of dark romance, you're kind of covered as, you know, for like a warning that this might be might be stuff in here that's like not like lighthearted and shit. Mm-hmm. I think people, if you read the term dark romance, you should kind of expect that there's going to be some stuff in there that's kind of is dark. But it might not be as dark as, you know, you're expecting, but that it will still be dark. But maybe we need, maybe we such things as grey romances but um yeah. i think i'm okay i think i'm okay with everything kind of falling under the, the dark romance banner because it's like at least then people are not expecting this light fluffy it's, thing. Prob- it's probably safer um, yeah for it to fall under that because otherwise everyone's different in terms of what they perceive to be you know dark um mm. there could be something that falls in the gray area which is actually a trigger for someone you know so it's, yeah exactly it's probably better for it to just fall under dark so i do understand i do get that and i, I i'll be honest and say i haven't actually seen any books that fall under this you know in between which makes mm. a lot of sense yeah um essentially what about um what about bully romance does that bully in? romance okay bully romance came out of dark romance oh and it's just a separate it is still a dark bully romance is dark because it's it's bullies mm-hmm. but it's a separate now become a separate um to the I find that interesting because it's like 
dark romance doesn't necessarily like bullying in it for instance yes it can be like there can be that you know element of it but it's not really the same thing i think bullying romance is a lot of it is specifically high school and college like new adult because that's where you see the uh, fall whereas i think dark romance is more aimed at like an adult market if that makes sense so it's more it can be like college age but you and you don't often see it where they're younger mm-hmm. than like in their 20s um, can but it's not like as a it's to me from what i've seen i'm not going to say i'm an expert on bully romance because i don't read it mm-hmm. but from what i've seen it's more aimed at that kind of age bracket although obviously it's not aimed at teenagers because it's <laughs> it's bully yeah you know it's not named a young adult market but it is a lot of the characters are young uh teenagers or and that's kind of the market for it is like that area of things if that makes sense um Mm. i haven't seen that many that fall outside of the age range but like i said i don't personally read bully romance i'm aware of it but i for me because i was bullied as a kid i don't really want to read about bullies if that makes sense yeah it's not uh, personally for me it's it's not yeah. feeling, it's not something that i you know i'm i'm particularly hyped about no um, i mean everyone t- uh i'm never gonna say don't read that yeah. but it's just my and obviously yours is we don't want to read about that and and that's okay like it's not our thing like i just have never and also i don't i'm not keen on like romances about uh that are based in as teenagers mm-hmm. because to me i'm like a lot of teenagers just don't in the way that is written in this book these books like they they act like way more adult and grown up than they their ages um so i'm like i i understand why they're set in that period because that's more likely the time that you're, someone is going to be bullied but it's just for me there's a disconnect there and that's why i don't read them um but yeah bully romances are are, do fall under this banner but they are now a separate subgenre because obviously they have to contain a person who falls in love with their bully and that's a whole thing (laughs) like that's a whole thing and i i get it like people can love that like we've got to kind of say this is fiction and as actually this is something i want to discuss because there is a lot of talk about how uh dark romances and romances that are not kind of or in that are slightly gray where you have things like kidnapping and that people kind of go well that's like a quite accuse us of writing about toxic relationships and you know that type of thing and i say to you it's fiction i think for me and i'm going to say this for me as a personal level i would never want a guy who was controlling possessive jealous or any of those things in real life but when i read books that's exactly what i want to read which is crazy i know it's like a fantasy thing like we are when i read a book it's like i mean i'm engaging my imagination i'm living in the fantasy and it doesn't mean that i want to have that happen in real life and i think we have to kind of respect that it kind of like insults women because let's face it women are the biggest market of romance books then insults women's intelligence to say that that we cannot separate reality from fiction and that if someone wants to read about a kidnapping romance 
that doesn't mean that they want to have that kind of relationship in real life. And I think as adult women, we should be allowed to engage ourselves in any sort of fantasy we want because we know that it's fiction and it's not real. And we're not trying to read about realistic relationships. Quite frankly, that would be boring, in my opinion. Because let's face it, lots of relationships in real life are kind of, you know, we sit out in front of the TV at, at, at night and, you know, have dinner with each other. We don't do all these crazy things and go on all the, these inventions and shit. That's married life for you. <laughs> um, not everyone is like that, obviously. But, you know, we want to read read about drama and angst and all of this. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fantasy and it's not real. And I find it very annoying and ins- actually quite insulting when people say that it's toxic, blah, 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 blah. It's like we're perfectly capable of recognising that we don't want that in real life. But if we want to fantasise about it, then why not? Mm. You know, and this is especially true of dark romance because I've seen people kind of go, oh, you shouldn't write, you shouldn't watch that type of thing because it's like not, it's not portraying, where, you know, not good relationships. Or, or I'm like, I don't read books to read about about relationships that I want to base my life on quite frankly I don't actually know anyone who reads uh, an adult reads a romance and thinks oh I want that romance in real life when you're a teenager that's different you know I now understand but a person is perfectly capable of recognizing that what they're reading is fantasy and it's fiction and it's not real and it's not supposed to be real. Like, yes, contemporary romance, which is a lot, what a lot of dark romances are uh, written in, although obviously you can get paranormal dark romance and all sorts of others. You know, we know that it's set in some kind of reality in our world, so it's it's familiar to us, but we've also got to remember they are set in fictional worlds. You know, and actually, in a lot of ways, stuff that we write about does happen in real life. So, you know, people getting kidnapped, that does actually happen. People being forced to be slaves, that actually does happen. And if we don't want to recognise that as a society, fine. But these things aren't that outside, too far outside of what goes on in day-to-day life. Like, you know, these things do actually occur. Yes, maybe rarely, but there you go. There's my rant about... I would say, but it just really drives me crazy. I'm intelligent enough to recognize that this is not a, I don't want this in real life. And I talk about this with my friend, one of my other author friends, and we're like, it's like really like alpha males, blah, blah, blah. But in real life, I don't want that. I'm like, I don't want someone who will like get annoyed because I talk to another man. You know, I don't actually want that. But when I read it in a book, I'm like, yes, please. I want to read all about this. (laughs) Because it's not my life. So it's, it's a fantasy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I really like that actually. <laughs> I mean, like when I'm reading it in a book, I mean, not yeah. in real life. Yeah, I, mean, exactly. I, I I really like the uh, possessive alpha male. Um, exactly. To me, it's just like it just it's a it, it may come across like he's being a complete asshole, but actually, it's just because he's just crazy in love with the girl. He's just like wants her all to himself. For me, when I read that, it's just a, it's just a huge indicator. It's like you love her. You, it's just doesn't it just yeah but um but yeah but you know that that's fiction and you're you're involving yourself in this fantasy world and that's what's fun and use your imagination in that way but it's like i would fucking probably tell my husband to go fuck himself if he tried to get like that with me i'd be like hell no because i'm very independent and he knows that so he would never do anything like you know if i read about a guy like that who's like you're mine and that's 
and I don't want other men to look at you. And I'm like a swoon. Uh, I'm like this man. He's so in love with anyone else. I'm like, what we like in real life is not necessarily what we want in our men in fiction, you know. I think um, this falls under the whole um, romance umbrella, but I feel like if there is a single quote to completely um, emphasise what romance Mm. means to us, it has to be, and in quotes, you're mine. Because every time, (laughs) every single romance I've read has that. And um, it, it is such a, it's such a swooning, it just, it's just, yeah, that's just it for me. You know what, well, this, this, this is really, that's really funny because me and my husband are watching um, uh, Married at First Sight, uh, which I love because it's so full of drama, but um, one of the guys in it is like really possessive and he actually said in front of the entire, the, the woman he was, he was like, she's mine. And I was like, that guy's really creepy. Like, why would he say that? <laughs> But that's because I don't like it in real life. It comes to men in fiction. When he says that, I'm like, yes, bro, yes. You're like, she's fucking yours. You better keep her. Like, it just goes to show that with men who are like that, I'm like, hell fucking no. Whereas in fiction, men, I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. You know. Not your possession. Exactly. I'm on your fucking possession. Well, the weirdest thing in the world, they were like, like, the experts asked the woman, like, how do you feel about that? And she goes, I like it. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Bro. Well, okay. guy, to be fair, this guy is like, a, this guy's an asshole. I don't like him at all. He's just okay. a fucking prick. But hey, show that those qualities in a man in real life, I fucking hate. Whereas in a fictional man, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I want more of this. I want all of it. Mm-hmm. Aim fucking woman to the wall so she doesn't go like, run away from you. Cage her with your arms. <laughs> Lock her down. Tie her fucking down. In fact, put handcuffs and tie her to the fucking bed so that you can have your way with her. Anyway, sorry. Let's not go. <laughs> Exposing yeah. so much of us right now. It's the for me like the the tying down and then torturing like by withholding orgasms. Oh my the, god! Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wrote some of that myself, and I was just like, fan. <laughs> oh, bro, you know, I do it. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> we're going off on. But this all falls under the same umbrella of dark romance. Basically, what I'm trying to say is stop, just stop shilling on people over their tastes in fiction because we're perfectly capable of recognising in fiction and what we want in real life. Like, let us have our fantasies. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, That's so... Right. That's kind of like my my biggest pet peeve about people who go on about that. And it can be highlighted by a lot of uh, the uh, notorious film that came out recently that neither of me and Sab liked because there was no romance in it. But um, oh, yes, yes. so many people ranted about this film, how it was like a toxic betra- portrayal of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And when I was watching it and I was like, this isn't even that bad. Worse books. And I've read stuff that happened, way worse stuff in books than, than this. Yeah. I was just like, it's true. You know, to me, it was nothing. Like, then again, I I know that it's fantasy. It's not reality. And women, you know, want to read this stuff. And if you want to read that stuff, fucking read it. Stop judging. Stop being so judgmental, people. This is what I'm saying. If we want to read about fucked up guys who have emotional problems, who want to fuck up with their ladies, then let us do that, okay? Let us. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> What Gosh. is um 
what would you say that i mean you've written quite a few dark romances now mm-hmm. and you've received um a majority of amazing reviews and then yes. there are some that are not so amazing but mm-hmm. do you find that there's there seems to be a kind of pattern in the the not so great reviews um do you find that there's anything that particularly frustrates you about something that they've said and does it re- actually relate to dark romance or is it mainly you know plot or characters or what re- what annoys me is when people kind of go oh but they're being me like i've had why they've been so mean to her or why is he being so horrible to her he's a bit he's a big jerk blah 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 and i'm just like yes but he's an i he, i'm like he's an anti-hero yeah he's not supposed to be nice exactly he, he's not supposed to be this nice guy who like um, does all these nice things for women the woman you know especially like when it comes to like uh dark romance a lot of the you know, the, one of the main tropes or whatever used in dark romance is enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of in a dark romance, it's a more extreme version. But, you know, a lot of it does involve something like kidnapping or being kept captive. So this is not going to be nice to her. Like, you should hate her for some reason. You know, and a lot of them, he'll won't like her or there'll be a reason that they're enemies. And it's like, so he's going to do bad shit to her. You've got to read the rest of the story to see how he gets redeemed as an, uh, an anti-hero. And I think that's very important, actually, as well. I'll discuss that later, actually. Um, but but it just drives me nuts because I'm like, he has to... He's not a nice, a nice man that you or a nice fluffy hero that you read about in normal romances because it's dark and he's an anti-hero. And sometimes a woman's an anti So it's like... They're fucked up characters. They're not going to be like these, you know, if you want a fluffy romance, don't fucking pick up a romance that says dark romance. You know, it says dark for a reason. And that's what annoys me is when people go, oh, but she's falling in love with a big jerk. And I'm like, yeah, but he does more features. Otherwise, why would she fall in love with him? Like, or what? And there's always like, you know, mass. And it's like, if you have, you can like want to fuck someone you don't like. I mean, have that sexual tension there you know yeah okay so there there you go that's the thing that annoys me the most is when people complain about a guy being mean to the girl and i'm like most guys will actually most of the anti-heroes will end up redeeming themselves and apologizing for their behavior so he can be a jerk in the beginning he's going to be an asshole so what if he does some bad stuff to her fine it's a dark romance i expect that but people who just join the genre and don't actually you know just pick up a book and don't pay attention to the blurb and, re- and then read it and they're like oh shit this is like i like if it says she's been kidnapped and you don't like ca- people being kidnapped or captive romances don't fucking read the book mm-hmm. you know but the funniest one i got was when someone was like i can't believe they kept her chained up naked and i'm like they don't like this girl so why would they be nice to her like <laughs> Anyway, sorry. It's just it just that I think that is the biggest thing. And yeah, I've had some other dumb reviews about like, oh, this is what this is wrong, blah blah blah. I think the stupidest review I ever had, and this wasn't a three star review, was that they thought that uh, that the book was a murder mystery, and I was like, yeah. are you dumb, man? This is not highlighted as a murder mystery. We know who fucking killed the person within the. the we know who killed them in the first chapter. Why is this a mystery? Fucking mystery is a romance. Like, it's a, you know, if anything, it's supposed to be suspenseful. Again, these are just people who don't know. 
yeah, they don't know what they're picking up, and they yeah. they don't they don't read what they're picking up. No, and I think frustration. my frustration is like people who don't who don't read dark romance normally, who don't understand the pillars of dark romance. They just pick up and they're like, oh, but this is this is, it. and I'm like, yeah, but that's you should that's what this is that's the genre. That's what you expect. You expect these things to happen because it's dark. But I am going to give you a happy ever after, so why, you know, that's... <laughs> oh, so that's my pet peeve, is people com complaining about the fact that the guy is mean to the girl. And I'm just like, well, don't read dark romance then. That's you what I say to people. Yeah. You mentioned um, there being, you know, not particularly just dark romance on its own, but there's dark... Uh, paranormal romance and mm -hmm. other things like that so i'm going because i'm just thinking about my my pirate series which yeah so that's a fantasy romance however there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of dark things in there there are mm. a lot of triggers um so then it's it's got me thinking would that fall under a kind of dark fantasy romance because of the fact that there is there's sexual abuse there is there's loads of killing there's loads of it doesn't base it basically mm, i think it's more about the a romance between the characters and whether that's actually got darker it's really difficult to kind of say because you can write a story that has content that's dark but it doesn't make it a dark romance if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that's you know true. it's about the romance between the characters and there's our imbalance there has to always be kind of be that power imbalance. That's one of the biggest things there. So when I uh, wrote, when I decided to write and release, obviously, Our Darkest Hour, I'd market that as a dark romance because there is a power imbalance between the two characters and that in the, you know, it's not like, that's more falls under the grey romance section of dark romance but it is still dark because there is a power imbalance between the two characters and i think that's kind of like a biggest one of the biggest things is you know you might not necessarily have anti-heroes well, most of them do but yeah there has to be that kind of imbalance of power if that makes sense what you mean like a status thing yeah it can be a status thing or it can be a you know uh, there's many ways in which it can be an imbalance you know one person has more power various reasons and i think that's a very important part of a dark romance is that there is that kind of there is an imbalance and that has to be read through the story if that makes sense yeah but for me anyway i don't know if anyone else would one of the biggest factors but in my opinion you the relationship between the two characters is quite an important thing for you to brand it as a dark romance if that makes sense mm -hmm. You know, and not everything is like really dark or anything like, uh, let me kind of put another example of that would be Promises, because that's not that dark, but they suffered a lot of shit. But there is there is still that status power imbalance there because you've got James, who's like a billionaire, and then you've got Ellie, who's like, you know, a victim of billionaires using their power so there is still that power imbalance and it's you know subtle but it's always i try to play that in as an element of between the two characters there's always something there that's like it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing it can be like you know a straight thing like someone's kidnapped someone else 
there's the power power imbalance. You're the captive and the captor, you know. Yeah. Or, or there's lots of ways you can write it, but I think that there does have to be that slight struggle between the two characters in that way. Um, and I think that is one of the key principles of a dark romance, at least in my opinion, from what I've read of them, from what I write of them, is that kind of, you know, in many ways, like there's something that kind of, you know, one character has more power. Than, I think, um, um, you know. In, the, in my pirate series, well, particularly the first book, mm-hmm. um, I think there is that, that power imbalance, mainly because we have the heroine who is in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the male character, main, main, uh, you've got Ken, who is mm-hmm. um, the main male character, and um, he's a pirate, which isn't necessarily in a position of power in comparison to Vera, but he um gets taken prisoner mm-hmm. and uh it, it's it's funny quite interesting because i think there is multiple times where that power imbalance switches between the both of them um to a point where you're not really sure who it, it basically starts with her being in power but then him being in power and it's kind of like i i do enjoy writing a lot of romances where there will mm. always be someone in a higher position than the other and i think i don't know why but that's just kind of romance as i've read before <laughs> in the past but i i just i just really enjoyed the status i i like yeah. the status i i thrive on it i don't know why it's just something that i it's, it's my go-to i think um yeah yeah i don't but it's it can be it, it's not necessary to dark romance but it is one of the things in the dark romance but there's obviously other elements like that go into it as i've just kind of discussed so i don't you kind of it's difficult to really know where you something falls under um but i think the key like a dark a dark romance is you know normally a contemporary one and but i have seen people write kind of or market their books as dark paranormal romance but i think the book is and i think a lot of paranormal romances are quite dark because you're talking about supernatural creatures. Yeah. And I think to my dark paranormal romance, it better be fucking really dark, like, <laughs> in my opinion. I haven't read any because I kind of, because I don't write writing anything paranormal, I haven't read anything and I'm not really in the mood for it either. Um, but I know that it does exist. I know that people are starting to kind of come into the market of dark romance and then kind of, like, put it under the banner of, you know, because it's it is a big genre. It is quite a hugely popular genre, mm-hmm. um, and I think people do kind of want to jump on the bandwagon in a lot of ways and get into it. And it's not an easy easy genre to get right either. I have to say, it's not easy. It's not some kind of simple. You know, oh, I can just write about really fucked up. No, it's you know a ro- a romance. Ultimately, as we said before, is about the two characters and that falling in love, and that's what the a romance is. The pillar of romance is built on is that, and that is the plot. Okay, have romance you, is a plot. Sorry, have you um, have you read dark romance where um, there's an anti-heroine? Mm, no, uh, I have, but then they're always put an anti-hero. So I've never had it where. It's been an anti-heroine and a normal hero. Yeah, you don't really see that, and I, I think it's just not really something that people want to read. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's not something that's really done because um, most dark romances are like male-female romances, or they're like menage romances, like male-male-female. 
there is a subgenre of dark male romance. I have not even never seen really seen a dark female female romance. Um, but yeah, I've never really seen like it be. I know that I think there are books. There are some books where there is the anti-hero and then the normal, more normal hero. But I don't think that it's like a big. It's not something that people are asking for. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, at least not that I am aware of. Anyway. If someone wants to correct me on that, they're welcome to. <laughs> um, but I think the majority of readers are looking for male romances, you know, okay. uh, and are, are looking for the man to be the anti-hero. That's kind of like, you know, what romance has been founded on is it being the anti-hero and the normal, sweet, innocent heroine. But I think as time, people like, like to see more anti-heroines put with anti-heroes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I personally written one like that as well, so, you know. And I'm writing another story that is definitely going to be anti-heroes with a the heroine, so, you know. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting... It's kind of fun to write that because you don't have to write this, like, sweet, innocent girl and it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just That's just me. That's fine. Yeah, bro. Um, oh, yes, I was going to talk about redemption art because that's a very important part of a dark romance in my opinion is the the, the anti-hero have not and if they don't have one that works which i have read recently which you know about um <laughs> get annoyed and you have to kind of the hero has to go on his journey and he doesn't necessarily have to become a good person i'm not saying that he has to like suddenly change the way he is but he has to kind of start to recognize that what you know the way he's treated the heroine or the things he's done might not necessarily be okay or good, and he has to fucking apologize for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he doesn't apologize to it for his behavior, he and perceives that it's not possibly not the best way to have gone about things, and I'm going to be annoyed because I'm like, don't show any remorse. Are kind of psychopaths, <laughs> and that's I'm not really down for that. Like, yeah, I just. I have to find something about the hero that, that makes me like him and him being able to show empathy and, re- and remorse, even if it's only to the heroine or the or their love interest, that's important to me. And I, I need to see that build relationship where they instead of where the power imbalance is also addressed as well. So, you know, ultimately they kind of become an equal partnership. Otherwise, for me, even if they still have that kind of, you know, if if they like to be a bit keen one of them likes to dominate the other that's different but in their actual relationship there needs to be that give and take between them and it can't always be you know progress into that and i think that's part of the redemption arc for a hero or anti-hero and there has to be it has to be the book otherwise i'm going to go like what was the fucking point in this like and there's many ways to redeem an anti-hero you know and it's like this book i read he never wants like this guy did a lot of fucking shit to this girl and he never once apologized for it and it just annoyed me so i'm like he was the one who was in the wrong and yet he's never said sorry i'm like i don't care about all this other shit you do word sorry is a you know very important in a situation where someone has done something really fucked up to the other person you know there should always be that moment where he has where he apologizes for his behavior or at least makes it clear that he's sorry you know (sighs) So it's just really back up when that's not done, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, the other thing about dark romance is you have to have that redemption. 
you know, whether you're writing an anti-hero or an anti-heroine, they have to go through that and they have to come together and build a, a relationship that is equal because otherwise I'm just going to be like, this is not for me, bruv. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that that's my feelings on the matter. I got you. So as a as a as a reader, what do you for in the dark romance? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> or is that a difficult question? Uh, gosh. So I have my go-to dark romance author, like mm -hmm. authors. Mm -hmm. So I kind of already know what I'm getting myself into because I know the writer's style. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of know that it would always be a happily ever after. Um, I like, uh, particularly for me, it has to be a writer that I, I like, as in mm -hmm. their, their words, like the language that they use. Yes, yes. It's not that it's not going to annoy the fuck out of me. So, like, the, the rep repetition of words that irk me. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, it just puts me off completely. Um, yeah. So, um, it's, I don't often um, browse um, Amazon for dark romances. I'm, I'm very particular. So, yeah. for example, I've got a few on my um, to-be-read list or to-purchase or whatever, um, where it's a lot of them are retellings. Yeah. And I think what appeals to me as a, as a reader when I'm looking for a dark romance, a lot of mystery. So there has to be a kind of mystery behind the um the hero um where he has <laughs> yeah and there is a theme where mm -hmm. he basically takes or or manages to to kind of lure the the heroine into his domain mm. um which kind of for me forces them to be stuck together and in this position where you know there's no one else it's solely focused on them and yeah he can be bit of a, an arsehole but you know what when I when I start reading a book I think I need to he can be a prick but I need to understand why he's a prick yeah. so I, I need to that there, there needs to be a first few chapters where I can start to understand this hero and um and not where he's like full-blown arsehole like I yeah. I find that a little bit off-putting so there has to be a slight parts of him that make me go oh like i don't know just, yeah just kind of like makes me makes me think oh wow so so like even something stupid like how he he like can spend a paragraph being poetic about her appearance alone mm. like for me that's like you know and it's not like in any way creepy yeah, or yeah, like yeah. Or, you know like I, I i'm quite poetic and if i find and that's I'm, I'm very careful. This is the kind of thing what I, what I mean by I have my favourite dark romance authors because I know their language and I know what they're like as writers and 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 the characters that they create. So I know already that the the heroes aren't going to be um, full blown pricks. They can be really um, confident and self assured. That's because they're in powerful positions. That's fine. Yeah. And I can turn around and be like, you are such a prick, but you know what? I kind of like it. <laughs> and, and I often yes. find myself um, feeling that way towards heroes. I'm like, you are a fucking prick, but do you know what? The, the I, still, I still want you. I, I still <laughs> I want you, and the heroine, she will make you 
go to, fall to your knees and I'm waiting for it. Like I am waiting to see you crumble, sir. Like that is how I feel. Um and and um so yeah, it can be it can be dark, but um I particularly I I always want I think what I find off putting in a dark romance is a, a weak heroine. Mm-hmm. I need her to have a strength or um a confidence within her she has to be feisty and basically not this kind of whimpering mess that i have come across heroines where based on the situation obviously if they've woken up after being drugged mm. and they're in a cold danky dungeon yeah. um and they're terrified i'm not going to turn around and be like that's so unrealistic <laughs> because, <laughs> because you, you are going right. to be terrified you are going to be vulnerable you're going to be exposed you're going to be confused you're going to be you know thinking that this is your yeah. last moment on earth like i can understand why you're a whimpering mess i get that like be a whimpering mess i understand mm. um but i i will get sick of you if you continue to do this for like five or ten chapters later down the line where yeah the hero has kind of done things to make you feel comfortable um and be kind to you and you're still mm-hmm. snarling in their face kind of thing like there has to be a, a balance and i think as you've said um mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get right and i think that's kind of why it's important for writers to do their research before they write a dark romance or before they dip their toe in there they need to read loads of dark romances to mm-hmm. get the real feel for it um otherwise what you'll find is there's a lot of um highs and lows and it, it can get really exhausting um yeah so yeah i i going back to your question um as a reader these are the kind of things that i look for and um yeah i i do like retellings like you in the beast where obviously we have okay so <laughs> my 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 thing at the moment which i've always been interested in um, reading which I'm kind of kind of still looking for mm-hmm. I guess I've had a couple where it's um a hero who is pretty much isolated where I'm gonna throw in like kind of Edward Scissorhands kind of Phantom of the Opera where he's like in this tower um everyone is terrified of them um because they don't understand them and they tell everyone to stay away but then there's this one heroine who's like I'm not going to go stay away because I'm kind of curious and then she'll go there and then it's it's you know a love will unfold and what usually happens is um mm. the hero will start to feel loved and there'll be a transformation it's yeah. Beauty and the Beast transformation which I really love um yeah. so I'm I'm looking for those at the moment I think and I've got I think one that I need to read still that I haven't and I did read another which was kind of that but it was it took a I'm not gonna lie it kind of took a real turn um there was a happy ending but I think I wasn't I wasn't all that happy about what happened in it to one of Mm. the characters um it was a really hated character by the way but I just found and they died yeah but they they died in a very tragic way and for me I I don't know I I'm normally quite bloodthirsty but um in this in this situation in this particular book um it kind of threw me because i wasn't expecting that kind of ending for that particular character 
I found yeah. it very, very tragic. And I didn't actually get satisfaction from it. I actually felt sorry for them. And I think, again, that's something that as a, a writer, you kind of need to be careful about doing because you want readers to feel the way you do about mm. characters. And when readers start to sympathize with a character they're not meant to sympathize with, um, yeah. you you tend to, it kind of ruins things a bit, but yeah. I'm rambling a bit, but I think I've answered your question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In a roundabout way, I think. In a roundabout way, but I'm always <laughs> like that, really. <laughs> well, this is kind of what happens in this podcast, I guess. We talk, mm. you know, we end up kind of, I don't know, going off on tangents. Mm. No, that's that's interesting because, like, obviously, um, obviously, you've read all of my books, so I know that, and we we do have some like authors in common who we like. No, it's just it's just interesting to see it from a, a reader's perspective. I mean, to understand kind of what your someone else is looking for when they read a dark romance so okay so um going to what you've just said right now mm. um i'm very i'm not going to drop uh any author names but i yes. i am intrigued to um see the differences between my thoughts and yours mm-hmm. in particular to a book so yeah. as you know i really loved it was the first book because you read this first book but it's a dark romance so mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to know because you are a dark romance writer. Yeah. So I think I'm intrigued to know what was your thought process when you were reading this book that I liked, but you didn't. Were you reading it from a reader perspective or a dark romance writer perspective? And what was Readers. it? Okay. So what was it um, that that didn't do it for you? What did you think that it was missing dark romance elements? I think is particularly my main question. Um, well, okay, basically, why didn't I like it? Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I, wouldn't, I didn't like it. I did give this book three stars because I thought it was quite well written. Oh, oh, okay. However, well, the problem I had is I felt the connection between the two characters. Okay. I didn't feel like there was any real uh, chemist chemistry. There wasn't there wasn't there was not enough chemistry for me, and there was no there wasn't enough dialogue. Okay, I got annoyed oh, because okay. th- there was so much there was so much monologuing in their heads, yeah, and there was yeah. so much in- introspection that it made me feel like, particularly, she came across as really annoyingly arrogant in an unattractive way because of it. And then he just, and then because he was exactly the same, it just, just, it just annoyed me. Like, I was just like, where is the conversation? Where is the building of this kind of... Yeah, I see. No, there was no building between them because they were not having enough conversation with each other and there was not enough interaction and there was not, nothing that made me go, oh, okay, I get it now. And like it just felt, it just missed the mark for me because of that. And there was there was not enough because I, and this is me talking perspective, I didn't, I don't go into books reading them from a writer's perspective anymore because um, unless I'm re- doing it, reading for research. Yeah. Um, but this is like, Obviously, my unconscious brain as a writer will always pick up on things. 
that's just I can't turn that off however but I was reading it as a reader and I just didn't enjoy it because I was just like there is no there is nothing that made me go oh these two characters I can understand you know the battle between them and I can because the the first kind of like interaction between them just got wet I just didn't I didn't like it I just Mm -hmm. didn't I didn't find there was any kind of passion there it just kind of because there were too much there was too much in their heads and I just don't I don't enjoy that and I'm like don't mind like I don't have an issue where they're in their heads like obviously I want to hear their thoughts but there needs to be more like there needs to be more interaction between the characters it was like everything that they wanted to say to each other wasn't said it was all in their heads and it would have been a lot more effective and useful and powerful had it been done in dialogue Yes, because exactly. then it's more realistic for them to kind of break those barriers that they seem to have up towards each other, yes. like they were enemies. Um, basically. Exactly. Uh, I totally get that. Now I understand. That's that that it drove me nuts, and I was just like, "Could I need you have a fucking conversation?" Yeah, Should I know you... what you mean. I see it. That's that's why it really do, did my head in, and I just didn't really, I didn't, I didn't connect because of that because I was like I'm so bored of hearing you talking in your head I'm like I don't care like mm-hmm. fucking talk to each other and then whenever they did talk to each other it was boring because they weren't <laughs> they were just they had all this stuff in their head but then they, when they were actually saying things to each other they just didn't it just was like all you're doing is just kind of like going I don't like you and I don't like you and I don't understand why I like you and I was just like yeah wow. like what the fuck like actually you know that's yeah okay sorry i have strong <laughs> feelings about it obviously the writing itself is not bad although there were some metaphors that i was sitting there going what the hell but i think because i wasn't enjoying it, it i yeah. did i wasn't able to skip over them and when i read them i was like what, what does it mean like that doesn't that's meaningless and the image that it gives me is weird and it just i was just i was got annoyed and then i got Okay, and the final me, and this is really funny because I am actually technically a vegetarian in real life, but I didn't like the over-posturing over it. It yeah. was like, there was, a, it kept like being thrown in your face, like how I'm morally better because I'm a vegetarian. And I was just like, hey man, I'm a vegetarian and I don't feel that fucking way about it. People, I was just like, please just, I just, I just got really annoyed. Okay, <laughs> and the only thing that I actually liked about the hero was his relationship with his bird. Yeah, I like the bird, and if that's the only thing that I liked about someone, <laughs> really, I just found him really weak. I don't know. He just, I, I just because he was like saying he wanted to do all these things to her, but he kept like restraining himself. And I get that, but at the same time, I was like, I want you to have a more of a go at her. I want you to fucking force her to talk to you, and I want you to talk to her. And yeah, so it just there you go. That's why it really drove me crazy, and I just. I get it. Like, even though I was, like, intrigued by the ending, I was just, I just, I didn't want to have to deal with it. I was like, I don't want to sit through another book. Because if it's going to be like this, if the first book is like this, then mm. I don't know if the next books are not are going to, I don't want to, I just, I was not intrigued enough. And I didn't like this to want to read anymore. And I, and I understand why someone else would like this book. It's not like I don't understand why people would like these characters and so on and so forth. But for me, because there was not that connection and there was not that talking and there was not a dialogue between them, it just, it, it, it made me want to throw the, my phone. Because <laughs> I read on my phone, okay, people. Um, 
I read on my Kindle app on my phone and I wanted to throw my phone away in frustration so many times because I was like, just fucking talk to each other, like, and have a real conversation, not this kind of like surface level bullshit. Like, like I don't like surface level bullshit throughout an entire book because there was no, there was no, never anything deeper, like in the com- conversations between the two of them. Yes, it was in their heads, but I'm like, stop fucking talking in your head. I don't care. Like, sorry. I have very strong feelings about this now. <laughs> anyway. No, it's fine. Like I want, I was very, I'm very, I'm happy to to, to understand. Fine, yeah, but I, I really wanted to understand, and I get it. Like I understand because yeah. um, I think one of my big problems as a writer mm. was that there were I, I used to write very little dialogue um, yeah. because I'm so caught up in writing. Um, not even necessarily just their inner monologue but just the scenery Mm. this was when I was writing mainly just my fantasy romance where I would focus more on the surroundings as opposed to um, the characters dialogue with each other their interaction with each other and um, Mm -hmm. since going into contemporary romance it's more dialogue and I quite I, I want to say that I'm quite pleased with myself for getting feedback like the characters actually talk to each other and I think that's really important because you get progression that way you get characters Mm -hmm. you get the relationship growth and and the you know the building of their relationship and the building of trust and the understanding of one another and so I totally get why it makes a lot of sense now and I actually found that this writer's um this book this series in particular had a lot of of inner Mm -hmm. monologue a lot okay well then i'm kind of glad that i didn't finish reading <laughs> but yeah no um but i still um, enjoyed it but yeah, yeah but no, it's, no, it's like i i don't it's like i'm not i wasn't tra- i don't don't have an issue with people in, like having liked this book it's my personal thing is that i don't like it when writers don't give me enough like mm. the, like of the of the characters getting to know each other because to me, that's not realistic. Like, people don't not talk to each other relationship. Yeah. And I just, it just drives me nuts. And, yeah, so that's kind of why I didn't like it. And I think it, especially with, like, it. I think the biggest thing for me with, as a writer and also as a reader is my, when my aunt said to me when I first, when, this is when I first wrote a book, right, um, that has never been published. I'm probably never going to show it to anyone else. What is it? It's like a, it's a, it is a kind of like a fantasy romance between uh, an elf and a human. So it's kind of a forbidden romance. Um, wait, 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 why won't you show the world this? Because I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know if it's any, it's not a bad story, but for me, it's not my best writing. Hmm. Um, anyway, can we, let's move along from that. <laughs> But my aunt read it, and she that was a, she was a, that was the first time I really kind of said I can actually you know when I finished that first time I actually felt like I could write a book you know that had a coherent story and obviously there were it wasn't all perfect there were issues with it blah 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 but my aunt said to me um, that dialogue is action and that that simple phrase has stuck with me I, since then and that was about three years ago. And ever since then, I'm like, yes, dialogue is action. Dialogue progresses a story between two characters. Dialogue gives you an insight. The way that someone talks to another person gives you an insight into their per- who they are as a person because they can have different and where they 
someone else differently can show you them as a person and how they interact with people and it's interesting and it progresses things and like when you're and then you can have someone tell a story in dialogue and that brings about more elements of how that event happened and i think you know the more that i which is a very simple phrase three words dialogue is action the more it kind of resonated with me yes people talking to each other is normal how else are you supposed to get to know someone if you don't talk to them and that's the pillar of a relationship is communication and i'm like people who just and so when i read a book where it's too much description too much people going on about stuff in their heads all the time i'm kind of i get bored yeah i'm like i don't i don't care about what like i don't care if there's a white vase on a uh, a dresser like what why is your attention on that why where is that moving the story like yes i like people to set the scene it depends on what i'm reading but if i'm reading contemporary I don't want a fucking description and uh, two images of like, you know, this room had this blah, blah, blah in it. Like, give me a general idea of the room. Fine. I'm not going to complain about that because that gives me a visual indicators that I can need to put in my head. But if you go on for like 10 pages about how the room was this, this and this, I'm going to be like, really? Like, why? Where is how is that moving the story along? I think, you know, so for me, when they were in their head all the time it's like that's not moving the story and it's just mm-hmm. them going whining about something and i'm like i was like i don't care like you just come across as really annoying if you yeah. do that just like this you know anyway i personally felt like her other books didn't have that to that extent mm-hmm. so you know there you go i get but, it but like that's not to say I don't like description. Like if I'm reading a fantasy book, I expect there to be more because you want to learn. That's part of the the beauty of a fantasy or a sci-fi book or something like that is learning about the kind of technology, uh, the, how the world works. So for me, those need to have more description in them, like for that for that genre to work. So that you can. There's also ways of lacing that into the story so you don't info dump it and make the person go, why did I read two, five pages of this? Whereas, yeah, there's a, there's a way of balancing uh, world building in a way that's good, but it does depend on genre, again. like. A... But yeah, there you go, there's my complaints. There's my, and these are all just personal complaints, okay? There's never, it's never me going, this is how people should write. People should write the way they want, and you will have an audience who loves description, but I don't personally like pages and pages of endless description because i find it boring and i'm like where is the action where where the characters getting to know each other where is yeah that's just me and that and i've also learned the market is um people you know in our lives are so fast paced now people want things instant gratification their books too so the pacing of a book is very important it needs to kind of yeah but that's not to say that you can't write a long slower pacing that's fine but it needs to work for the book that you're writing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there. It's my rant. <laughs> God. It's fine. You did ask the question about this book. Yeah, and I'm happy. Happy you understand me and why I didn't enjoy it too much. Yes, very well, it's, much. So. It's not it's not as if I thought it was badly written because I didn't. Like yeah. that's not the that wasn't the issue. At I all. know. That's cool. And a lot of the time for me, it's the issue isn't that the book is badly written. It's that I didn't know about it, just didn't connect with me, you know. But this is this goes for all books, not just dark romances. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear.
Anyway. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> That's fine. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more questions for me about dark romance? Hello. I mean, I'm the I'm the one who writes it. I uh, have to answer questions about it. So you're... No, I've I've um, only exhausted my questions. Okay. That's fine. And I've learned a lot as well. Oh, good. That's that's quite important. Like, yeah. Like this genre is not. It's not supposed to be like some mis like thing. Like it's really if you're gonna write dark romance, just educate yourself on it. Like it's, mm. there aren't. To be fair, there isn't like a definitive. Like I haven't seen anywhere a definitive thing that says this is what class is classified as a dark romance. Mm. But it's just learning about the kind of trends that you see in the year that people write them. You kind of get to understand how to construct them or what, what kind of elements that you should include in a dark romance, um, it, no matter what type of dark romance you're writing. Because obviously I've written different kinds of dark romance. I mean, fuck, I wrote a fucking dark romance. romance. Who'd have thought? <laughs> like, no, not me, man, not me. <laughs> the, why, the why choose movement. Why choose? But I think actually, you know what, you know what? Uh, I I like about that genre is I find it very kind of empowering as a woman, if that makes sense. You know, because it's like, oh, there is, there's always been this thing that like men, you know, men are the ones in control and they have the power and, you know, there's this thing of the kind of like Arabian prince who has a harem of women type thing. And it's really just a, it's just a subversion of that. And it's kind of nice to see the woman, because really at the end of the day, who has the power in in a in a reverse harem relationship? It's the woman, mm-hmm. because she's the one center around type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. To, for me, I find that I find the genre quite empowering and I can understand why women enjoy it and why it's become so popular for that reason it's one of those you know genres that is kind of and it did kind of it has its roots in the in the paranormal romance whereas because that's kind of understandable where there's like mates and soulmates and things like that yeah yeah but i think it started to become a more a bigger thing in I'm quite excited about uh i don't read too many of them because a lot of the ones that i've seen in contemporary romances are just a lot of they're basically a lot of sex and not enough relationship building mm-hmm. which i have a problem with as we well, know i mean as as romance writers mm-hmm. we look for relationship building yeah there are going to be really sexy scenes and uh yeah it's great great and everything but um where's the romance where's the the, the belief in their relationship um you know yeah Kind of yeah and especially a relationship like that it's like it's it's not just um there has to be that communication between all of the characters like because it's uh, it's a lot like you have to kind of be able to accept that your partner is with other people mm. yes it's consensual like it's not there's no you know but that has to be that open and honest communication and i think between all not just the girl and her men but the men and i think that's quite when we when you don't get that building of that relationship there's this disconnect and you're kind of just like well you know okay so this is basically uh the the in between the sex scenes is just filler or sex and that for me it doesn't work like i need the relationship to go along with the sex we've we've said this many times me and sab love sex in books but we need we need that building of the characters we need the love along with it we need that romance we need that relationship 
Agreed. So that when we read their sex, it's it's more exciting and it's more emotional for us because we know that there's a connection between the two characters. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I have no issue with done early on in the book, like before that they fall in love type thing. I don't have an issue with that because in real life, lots of people have sex with each other quite quickly. And anyone who says that's not realistic clearly has not lived in the world. Um, but that's not love. Like sex doesn't have, sex and love are not exclusively things that are joined together. You can have sex with someone who you're not that, who you don't love because it's like, everyone knows that. And if you don't know that, well, what are you doing with your life? Um, but you can see the progression of their sex where love as well and I think that's also another element that some people don't always understand is yeah um I find that uh I've read books where characters have had sex Mm. before they're in love and uh it's amazing yes um really well written and, and great and passionate however um it's so satisfying and rewarding when they do fall in love because when they do have sex it changes, it shifts, yeah. and it's it's more on a it's more of a soul binding connection, and it's it's very intimate, and mm. you you feel it like you believe it, and it's it, it's really it's warm if that makes yeah. sense. Um. So yeah, it's it's very important. Um. You know, relationship building and stuff. Yeah, but I think I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like that, but I also kind of like the contrast when you see them having sex when they're not in love and when they, you see them afterwards or after they've fallen in love, you can kind of see the progression of their relationship through their through mm-hmm. their through the way that they express it sexually. And I, I like seeing that as well. Like yeah. some people want, want them to be in love before they sleep together, fine. But I, for me, I actually enjoy seeing not just the progression of them falling in love as a relationship, but also sexually as well sometimes as well. So, for the, you know, not to say that, that's always what I want to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I love, as we know, I do love a, slough, a slow burn. I do love it when they fall in love before they have sex. Like, that's not, but I also like the other stuff. So it's not, you know, I'm quite easy about that type of things. I'm not too picky. No. But then again, I recognize that sex is a normal part of a relationship and you don't have to be in love to have sex. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like people want to okay, just let them. <laughs> yeah I, I would say i'm not i'm not a prude reader so like yeah. i do um I'm, I'm easy i just i just need to there needs to be that balance and yes yeah rewarding yeah yeah you need to see that you need to see them fall. that's kind of and it needs to be a believable connection and love between the characters so yeah like because that's another thing i've had complaints about actually is people just falling into bed like really too quickly someone complained about that and i was like hey man if you have tension between two characters and they want to have sex they're gonna fucking have sex man (laughs) and then actually like what 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 i quite like in that is um the the immediate sexual attraction and then they jump into bed with each other and they find that between the both of them without saying it that's where it starts um for them like the the yeah. feelings like the deeper deeper feelings because it's it's such a it's such a personal act you know it's and i like yeah. i like that they start to feel you know actually i've experienced this with this person and i, I liked it but 
yeah you, but you but, it makes you feel like you want to they want to know that person even more now because you know yeah and especially in an enemies to lovers relationship as well i kind of like it when they fall in bed with each other because you've seen them have this massive conflict Mm-hmm. And then they say finally explodes and they have sex. And then they're like, oh, actually, mm. that's kind of a lot of the time when I read them, that's where the kind of the shift hate yeah. and love starts to happen when yeah. they finally give in to their sexual attraction to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of like that. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, think, I, I do. I love it. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I want that in every, you know, but. I like it when it happens. It's quite it's exciting for me anyway. Especially when people I don't know what it is. I like I like what hate sex. Hate sex is so fun to read. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's such a violent passion. There is such a but no no, that's the thing. There's such a fine line between love and hate. And it's interesting to see that kind of like flip over when they finally have sex. It's like, I hate you, but sex I wanna fuck you. It's quite funny because you know that underneath all of that hate there is that attraction and perhaps love and that's i like i love watching that again this mm-hmm. this this topic is we've gone off topic <laughs> we're talking about sex now Fine. <laughs> let's face it we we talk about sex quite a lot in this podcast <laughs> we're right but we we're very much right to endure sex so i don't think that that's come to a surprise as we're going to talk about it you know i'm sorry people i have to say this i'm not a clean romance they know this already <laughs> yeah they do and they should know if they've read if you if any of our list my books you'll know that i'm not a clean that i go there <laughs> i fully go there I've written threesomes that when I had to listen to them uh, when they were being made into audiobooks, I'm like literally blushing and squirming in my seat because I'm like, I wrote these words? Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, people do not understand the process of making audiobooks. It's just like, oh. <laughs> Should, uh, I don't know if it's worth doing a topic on audiobooks, but... Or at least the creation of audiobooks as a writer. That might actually be interesting. <laughs> yeah, we could do something like that because it's, it's, it's certainly... Because I know nothing about it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, like, at all. But um... All I know is that it's stressful as fuck. But... Yeah, yeah, it can be stressful. <laughs> like, you have to get the right... Yeah, that's all I've got to say. Um, who will help you through the, the process and then it's okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's let's not go into that too far. No. Um, so yeah, that, have we exhausted this topic? Or yeah, I I would say so. I mean, I haven't got any more questions. I don't think I've got any questions I can think of. Uh, so yeah, okay. Well, we'll wrap this podcast up then, <laughs> guys. So you enjoyed our, our discussion on dark romance of the genre. Uh, if you'd like us to talk about any other genres, subgenres, and romance, then please let us know. Again, we're always willing to kind of you know, talk about anything. I think we're becoming the podcast that just goes there. You know, we'll just go there, talk yeah. about difficult topics, and we'll just go there. And you know, <laughs> yeah. So, if anyone has any ideas or anything they'd wish to discuss or want to join, yes. You know, Slide into Sarah's DMs. Yeah, slide in my DMs. I'm happy to, or only 
happy the way anyway you can find all of that information on our websites to get in contact with us or on you but yeah okay guys so that was our discussion on dark romance i hope you enjoyed it um and we will see you again next time catch you later guys bye guys